headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of the wildly popular Dr. John Deloney podcast on Ramsey Networks is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Mike is in Orange County, California. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hi, Dave. Hi, Dr. D. I hope you guys are sitting down because this is probably going to make your head hurt. Um, <laughs> Bring it. Challenge brief, accepted. Uh, <laughs> Let's start the hour out with that. Hold our beers, Mike. Let's do this. Uh, brief background. Uh, I'm a twin. I was adopted at birth uh, to a wonderful family. Um, about 20 years ago, I researched my birth family and made connections. My twin had no interest at all in uh, connecting with the family. I've developed a relationship with uh, the existing family, which was my birth mother, a half-brother, and a birth uncle. Uh, my birth mother and uncle have been um, vacant from the family since I joined the family. My uncle passed away a week ago, and I just learned that I was the executor of his, my wife and I are the executor of his trust, uh, and his, he left us his condo, um, which is old, it's going to need some work, um, but we're navigating, one, financially, do we keep the condo, rent it, and or do we sell it, how much work do we put into it, and secondly, I'm already getting calls from my birth mother and uh, half-brother claiming that they're entitled to the property. And um, my half-brother already said that I need to fire sell it and send him $100,000 immediately. My uncle's wishes, he clearly communicated to me in his character picture that he didn't want them having anything to the point where I asked him about a antique picture. And he said, if Arlene takes it, uh, she would only sell the frame. Um, so she, she, he feel, feels strongly that they had both stolen from him over the years. So I'm trying to navigate the uh, relationship. But that's his sister that. and his nephew. Correct. Okay. And uh, mother, he didn't have a sibling mother. or children. He, he was never married, uh, no children. Okay. And uh, uh, did he have a written will? He's got a written will and a trust, leaving me as the executor of the trust and leaving my wife and I everything except for his car and a small savings account that he wants to go to his, um, uh, caretaker. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so sorry. What a pinch to put you in after all the weirdness <laughs> of this whole thing. So how is your relationship before all this happened with your half brother and your birth mom? Uh, intermittent. Um, she had violated a number of, um, boundaries that we had set um uh just to give you a feel for it so uh, she has she has her own issues she's got plenty of issues how ironic that your relationship ends up being with your uncle that you Correct. also didn't know that's Correct. ironic but he was i mean he was lonely uh he was he was closer than her he's just a, a diehard sweet man. He worked for a Toyota dealership for 46 years working on their lot. He's just a, just a blue collar sweet guy mm -hmm. that I developed a relationship with. So Mike, here's a, here's a common situation here is you 
really hanging on to this is hard what I'm about to say okay hanging on to a fantasy a myth that somehow this relationship with your birth mother is going to be restored to what it should have been or what it could have been same with your no, ha- same with your half not not at all okay at okay all. I am more it, concerned about then the conversation the ends there with the, the conversation yeah. ends there okay any more noise that you allow into your head is a choice you're making. Okay? Okay. You have no moral or legal obligation to give either one of them a dime. In fact, I would suggest, based on what your uncle looked you in the eye and told you, you would be violating his wishes yeah. by... So here's what I here's my answer if I'm you to your half-brother or to your mom. And just go, this is really awkward for all of us. I love you guys, and I'm really sorry we're in this situation. Here's my legal obligation. I am the executor of the estate, which means I am legally bound to execute, to follow through on the written wishes of your uncle, your brother. I don't have a choice. I have to do what that says, or I am liable for legal action. That's why they call it an executor, because a, a Mike, an executor executes the terms of the will. That's all they do. They don't get to make up new wills. They don't get to change the deal. They just have to do what the deal says. That's the law, Mike. You don't have a choice. Now, once you have executed your uncle's wishes which happens to be, in this case, that you become the owner of all of these things, if you choose to give away your stuff, then that's you choosing to give away your stuff. But if you give away your stuff to someone who is demanding it in order to give them, in order to create a relationship, hint, hint, there was never a relationship to start with. Relationships that are based on a financial transaction are called prostitution. And so if the only way your brother or half-brother is ever going to speak to you again is if you give him your money. He's opting out. He's all he's checked out. Same thing with uh, Arlene or whatever her name was. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, it, but that doesn't make this easier. That is just the correct thing to do. But people that function like your birth mom and your half-brother, are, they are guilt, they're, they're travel agents for guilt trips. They Absolutely. feel entitled to other people's stuff. So if I choose to leave all of my money to one kid and the other two kids get nothing, it was my money. It, they are not entitled, not even legally entitled, if I have a will that says they don't get it. You, you know, if I look at one of my two kids, one of my three kids go, heroin addict, I am not funding your addiction your death uh you get zippo because you have zippo character and i put that in the will he's got no moral rights no spiritual rights no legal rights and by the way that would have been an act of love because your uncle looked at her and said money is not a blessing to this lady when she gets it she misbehaves with it it's a curse so i'm not going to bother her with the curse sorry mike it's hard to go through what you're going through i hate it for you but that, you know, I would just bad guy off your uncle and go, gosh, I'm, I'm kind of handcuffed here. I'm just the executor. 
I don't have any legal choices. I have to do what the will says. And I don't, sorry, if you get, if you want to be mad, go go out the graveyard and yell at the tombstone because I'm not here. I, I can't do anything about this, but it's not going to end well. No. These two goobs are going to be goobs because they're goobs. This is The Ramsey Show. times do you kick the can down the road you say one day i'll be able to buy a house one day i'll be happy with my career one day i won't have to battle with anxiety one day i'll get my student loan paid off one day i'll you listen you got to stop it whatever your one day is you need to start so that one day becomes now let's get after it this is why we created smart conference we have some of the top thought leaders and speakers in the world speaking at Smart Conference. They're best-selling, number one best-selling authors, world-class communicators in all kinds of different areas. Rachel Cruz will be there speaking on money. Dr. John Deloney, sitting to my right, will be there speaking on mental wellness. Ken Coleman on career. Our hottest new Ramsey personalities in the money space, George Campbell and Christina Ellis will be there in full force. I'll be speaking. It's October 22nd in Dallas. Craig and Amy Groeschel, pastors from Life Church, will be there speaking on marriage, and man, they're great. So a little bit of everything, leadership, marriage, money, mental wellness, everything. It's an all-day-long event. The VIP and Platinum is all sold out. There is a few general admission passes left for only $39, and we want you to come. We want you to be part of the program. We want you to be there with us all day on October the 22nd in Dallas on a Saturday. Get you would pay more than $39 to hear any one of these people speak. And you got the whole lineup all day. It's the smart conference you will leave smarter. ramseysolutions.com/events get your event passes. ramseysolutions.com/events. Also check out the Building Wealth series. We're going to be in about 5 or 6 different cities this fall and there's a few of those tickets left as well maybe we'll be in your city peter is with us in chicago hi peter how are you hi getting good how about yourself better than i deserve what's up <laughs> so a little bit of background um for the last three years since the pandemic um i have been paying for my parents um, mortgage and home equity um my question is um unfortunately i think i missed the opportunity for low rates but my question is I still have three options. I can either continue paying the um, principal and interest, which I'm currently doing. They are covering the property taxes. That's option number one. Continue what I'm currently doing, paying $3,000 a month with that. Um, Why are you paying your parents' mortgage? Well, because they currently can't afford it. They want to stay in their house. I'm an only child, and I would do and will do anything I can to pay them back for being fantastic parents and giving me an amazing job to help them avoid reality why can't they pay their mortgage uh at the start of the pandemic my um dad had to retire um and um, why my 
um, he was in an industry uh, that had some ageism, uh, and he just aged. Um, he was kind of forced to age out a little bit. How old is he? Uh, he is 66. So what did he do for a living? Uh, he is a substitute teacher right now. Before he was um, in, an, in another industry, he was making... Both of my parents are in their 70s yeah. as, as professors, as, as teachers. Mm-hmm. And so, that's, that's definitely an option he could he could take. Um, yeah. Can you afford three thousand dollars? I mean, this is different. Do you do you make twenty five grand a month, and this is no big deal? Um, I should probably know a month off the top of my head, but for a year, it's uh, one hundred and ten. It's like how old are you? Uh, twenty nine. And you're single. I take it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, you live with them. I did move back with the pan- during the pandemic, which is why I was happy to help them out. Um, to take a step back, Dave, this was not um, supposed to be a long-term solution. It was supposed to be temporary. Yeah, um, it, it needs had to every be. Every intention of, of getting a, a getting new job. He was really good in his industry. He had experience. Um, and they have no money. Um, their combined permit around forty-five a year. Yeah, and what's the house worth? Uh, seven, seven times. Yeah, and what do they owe on it? Uh, they owe uh, two hundred eighty-three. Yeah, they need to sell it and buy a house for five hundred thousand. It's paid for. Yeah, uh, th- that's a that's a non-starter. Um, no, it is a starter. It's a, it's a total it's a starter. starter. It's a complete starter. Total starter. The non-starter is this dysfunctional crap that you're weaving. That is your life. That's the non-starter. The non-starter is that a 29-year-old is taking care of these fully capable adults who need to get off their butts and take care of themselves. Um, it is not an act of love. There is so much weirdness going on behind the scenes in this conversation, I can't breathe. Especially it's some sort of return on investment, as though they were great parents, and so they're entitled to X percent of your of your income because they don't want to work. Yeah. Or they didn't save up or they made some life choices. I'm all about helping your parents out, man. But let's this pretend that you had a job that was making $20,000 a year and you were in an apartment uh, and they were in this pickle. You know what they would do? They would sell their house and buy a $500,000 house and get a job to be able to live there. That's what they would do. So it's not a non-starter. Uh, you are trying to make their fantasy world exist and it's not sustainable. And you are a, a participating in the fantasy as though the fantasy that you can prop them up and keep this thing going forever. You can. There, th- this is, has such a short runway, and it's gonna, then it's going to hit the wall, and it's going to disintegrate like NASCAR, and the engine's going to fly up in the stands. I mean, this is, this is, you got about two to three years on this before the, all the emotions in this mess melt down and the, and the finances unravel. So this is not a refinance question. This is a, uh, Peter, you've made some, you guys have made a mistake of trying to, you were nice to come in and, and with an umbrella when it was raining, but an umbrella is not a structure right. that's sustainable in a, in a monsoon. And you're, they, so these folks need to make some decisions about their income and their housing like grownups. And then you need to go on and love them, be kind to them, and you can assist them occasionally. But this idea that you took them to raise is just dysfunctional, dude. That's yeah. the non-starter. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's just all in your story, and it's weird. And I, I'm not picking on you. I'm not shaming you. 
I, I just want you to hear it loud and clear because you aren't you're, you're nowhere near hearing it. That's why I'm smacking you so hard because I really want to shake you a little bit and give get your attention because um, this is not good mental health. It's not good relational health, but more importantly, you're you're intentionally sacrificing your future to not to keep somebody alive, but to prop up a fantasy. There's two, and there's a difference there, right? Um, they're sitting on half a million dollars. Yeah. Anyway, we could talk all day. Yeah. yeah. Let's call that, it. That, that's the thing. Open phones at 888-825-5225. So here's the thing. John, let's talk about this a minute because it comes up with boundaries issues, and this is a, kind of a boundaries question in a sense all the time. Um, this We call, we call uh, the 30s and 40s. He, he's a little young for it, but the, we call them the sandwich generation. Because they've got their kids to raise and put through college, and many times their parents have got issues. And they're sandwiched between both of the financial needs pulling at them. So you have to have real clear boundaries and love. And many of uh, many of my brothers and sisters in Christ um, twist and make toxic the scripture that says to honor your father and mother. Mm. And that means that we have to do whatever. No, it doesn't. If your mom is doing cocaine, you are not honoring her by giving her money. Right. That's not honor. That's participation in dysfunction. That is not honoring. That is not an act of love. That is not an act of honor. That is a dysfunction. And that it, you can't you can't throw a Bible scripture over it and make it okay. He didn't do that. No. But I hear this all the time. That's right. And you honor someone by loving them well, and that's helping them get into a sustainable healing situation. And telling the truth. That's the truth. And not sacrificing your 60s, 70s, and 80s because of their dysfunction back when you were 20 and 30. Absolutely. This is The Ramsey Show. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the Dead Free Stage, <laughs> Kirby and Amber are with us. Where do you guys live? Omaha, Nebraska. All right, cool. Now, we met yesterday. We did. Yes. At the commercial break, I came out, and you said, tomorrow, we're doing the Dead Free Scream. So, it's now today. you're back with the uh, Living Like No One Else t-shirts, ready yes. to rock. That's a brave couple that wears matching T-shirts in the public. Yeah, that's uh, that's like you're going steady or something. Gross. Yeah, (laughs) pretty cool, guys. How much debt did you pay off? One hundred and twenty-four thousand ninety dollars. I love it. How long did this take? Thirty-one months. Wow. And your range of income during that time? Ninety-five to one hundred and twenty-four thousand. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? Um, I'm a nurse. Mm -hmm. And in short, I fertilize and spray weeds. 
Okay. <laughs> That'll work. Chemical applicator. That'll work. He's trying to think about how he was going to describe Beef that. Okay. Up. Very cool. Good for you guys. All right. What yeah. kind of debt was the 124? Everything. Literally. Um, it was student loans, personal loans, family loans, credit cards, car loans. My God, y'all were normal. Yes. Mm. Normal sucks. Yes, it does. <laughs> no fun at all. Everything but the mortgage. Yeah, yes. we're still working on that. Way mm-hmm. to go, guys. Man, wow. I'm so proud of you. Yes. How long have you been married? Eight years. <laughs> okay, so two and a half years ago, so mm-hmm. five years into marriage, mm-hmm. something happens and you go, all right, this has got to change. Tell me the story. How'd you get to connect to this Ramsey way? Um, so in 2017, we bought our first home and our down payment was a family loan. Um, of course. Yes, it was. So then um, in 2018, July 5th, 2018, we had our major, like a, our main pipe in our house flood, our mm-hmm. house. And we have three stories because it's a trial. And it got the whole house? Oh, yeah. I mean, it came from oh, everywhere. Oh, God. And what so, a mess. So we are the poster children to um, not buy a house. <laughs> Until without, you have an emergency fund. Yes. <laughs> um, it was a $70,000 claim, and we had to pay 30 of that out of our pocket. Yep. Why? So, um, because when they started taking out the walls, there was mold from the previous. The last time it did oh, this. Yep. Yeah. So obviously it flooded at some point before. Oh. And then other stuff happened in between. And so um, we had to take out a $20,000 personal loan and put $10,000 on a credit card um, in addition <sighs> to everything else that we had. So. Um, oh, and the smoke clears. You have an oh crap moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which, which, which parent loaned you the down payment? Um, it was a grandma. Oh, who loaned you the other one? Uh, we oh, did, the, no, it was a personal yeah, credit card. Yeah, yes. that's right. Bank and it was a bank. <laughs> yes. Oh, and my God. Yeah, so it was very, very stressful. Um, during that time, I was actually getting my master's degree. I was working full time, and there was just some other stuff going on that it was the most stressful time in our lives. And um, I went to work one day, and... I was telling one of my coworkers about what we were having to do, and she's like, have you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? And so I was like, no. Um, so she's like, well, just listen to the Does podcast. Does he fix flooded houses? <laughs> <laughs> Can he drywall? Yeah. yeah. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I ended up listening to the podcasts, and I was listening to them for about a month, and we ended up going on vacation um, in November of 2019. Which is what we always do when we're broke. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were technically still following your plan at that time, but we decided to um, take some time off. But mm-hmm. um, so on our way to Kansas City, I was like, hey, let's listen to this podcast I heard about. Um, and he got hooked after yes, that. I wasn't fully on board at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. Uh, she yeah. stuck me in the car with you and her. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's it. I did, I did it right there. Yeah. yeah. But I got I got hooked right away once it all started to make sense. And then mm-hmm. once you got on board, the acceleration goes. It did. Ever oh, since yeah. I've been listening to the podcast because I'm out in yards all by myself. So I need something to listen to to pass mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So it was really... Um, I mean, thankful for, well, not really thankful for COVID, but then again, it really helped us get through. Yeah. Um, you know, me as a nurse, I did do some extra jobs for a couple of months, um, but I got pretty burnt out during that time. Yeah. Um, he took a job for a little bit, and um, but we, we were able to get through it. Mm. And then you just plowed through this in two and a half years. Yes, we did. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Um, make a plan mm-hmm. and stick to it. Yes. Patience and contentment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the book um, from Rachel Cruz, and it, it was really eye-opening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's a big one. Yeah, love your life, not theirs. Yes. Taking it? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Talking about contentment book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and then during that time, um, we both changed jobs. Yeah. Um, we were both unhappy and and where we were, mm-hmm. and so we decided. You know, we started listening to Ken Coleman actually, and we got mm-hmm. his book, The Proximity Principle. Mm-hmm. I actually called in to Ken Coleman's show. Oh wow! Yes, and I spoke with him. You um, guys are all in. You're oh addicted. yes, we are. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing the shirts, Dave. And we are. <laughs> yeah, they're in. <laughs> yeah, and so now we both do what we love because I was more in a finance mm. uh, side prior. Yeah. And then I decided to go back to what I love most, and, and that's caring for patients. Mm. I got sick of sitting at a desk. Uh, had to get out and stretch my legs. So the best way to do it is to go running through some lawns. What was the <laughs> biggest challenge you faced as a couple? Not eating out yeah. as much. <laughs> I, I think food. it was very hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, otherwise, I mean, we've never really had any arguments about much. Nope. Once we got on the same page mm-hmm. together... Um, I mean, you can't do it without the other one. So. What parts of your marriage have gotten better that you feel comfortable telling a couple of million people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we were already, I mean, very happy, at the, you know, yeah. anyways, but I mean, it's just been more, it's more strong. Yeah. And, I feel stronger. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And I feel like we can do anything. Yeah. Communication's key mm-hmm. too. I mean, um, and we even, have goals. Even if we go out to the gas station, hey, I want to get like uh, a coffee or something. It's out, is that okay? It's like four bucks. All right. That's no problem. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we still, we still check in with each other. <laughs> talking. Yeah, we're just talking. You communicate. You create a new language. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Good for you guys. Yeah. Way mm-hmm. to go, y'all. I'm so proud of you. Well done. How's it feel to be free? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I haven't gotten over it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just coming down here. I mean, we saved up money to come down here and we don't have a worry in the you know, we're in the world. Like we were able to just have fun. We went yep. to Nashville yesterday. Yeah. Downtown yeah. yeah. Nashville last night. Yeah. And just had yeah. fun. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah, redneck Mardi Gras down there. Man. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Cool guys. Very cool. Very cool. So proud of y'all. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent job, man. Absolutely incredible. Hey, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's the next chapter in your story. I want to hear from you when you break that millionaire you plane. You're mm-hmm. on your way. Uh, also, a one-year membership to Financial Peace University. And uh, if you haven't been through that yet, the brand-new videos are out. They have Dr. John Deloney, okay. George Camel, Rachel Cruz, and me teaching you through all nine lessons. It's the best nine we've ever done <laughs> in Financial Peace, so you'll enjoy it. And also the uh, uh, Total Money Makeover book, and mm-hmm. probably give that away to somebody yes. that, you, uh, that you know that's struggling or trying to do the stuff, been inspired by you guys. You're inspiring. Yes. You're heroes. Thank so you. proud of you. Very, very Wish well done. Who were your biggest cheerleaders? Uh, we had some family and yeah. friends. Uh, most of all, I think it was kind of each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. We also had some naysayers, too, that were like, oh, you're never going to retire at 55. And I'm like, yeah, just watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's kind of the biggest thing for me. So uh, When anyone comes at you with finger guns like that, you know they're probably wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Just turn the other cheek. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would also say the podcast. I mean, Every hours the, upon hours yeah. on it, we were listening to that. I've read Dr. Jel- Dr. Deloney's books. Um, I've, yeah, we've read Ken Coleman's, I mean, Rachel Cruz's, I, I mean, everything we have just been so, um, just we've, yeah. You're just all in. You're all <laughs> yes. in. You're all in. You got to live like no one else shirts. There's no question. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. good for you guys. I'm so proud of you. We're honored to meet you. You're an amazing couple. Very, very well done. Mm-hmm. Kirby and Amber, Omaha, Nebraska. 
Live like no one else. 124000 paid off in 31 months. A complete change of direction. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. We're debt-free! Yeah! <laughs> yeah, baby! This is how it's done right here. This is The Ramsey Show. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Beth is with us. She is in Orlando, Florida. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking my call. Certainly. How can we help? Well, I made a career change this year, and I left um, working for the government where I was contributing to my TSP, and now I'm contributing to my company's 401k. Mm-hmm. I've been working with a financial planner over the last couple months, and her recommendation was I roll my TSP into my 401k, and I'm a little bit nervous about making that decision since it's a permanent decision, and I wanted to get your advice and your thoughts on it. I always tell people, with, I mean, always take your retirement with you when you leave. I'm not sure why she's saying to put it into your 401k. I would not do that. Um, Instead, I would just roll it into an individual IRA and good growth stock mutual funds. You've got a lot more control and a lot more selection there. And your financial planner should be able to facilitate that. Are they brokers? Do they do mutual fund investing? Yes. Okay. I'm a little shocked. Her recommendation was to roll it into my 401k. I know. I heard that. I I, I wouldn't do that. For the ease of keeping it all together. Yeah, but the thing is, you're going to end up with multiple accounts in your life anyway. Um, yeah. And your 401k, I mean, it may have options that are excellent. I don't know. I, I just don't want, I, I wouldn't do that. I would roll it to an IRA with her and pick some good mutual funds. And we always tell people to spread their uh, retirement across four types, growth, growth and in income, aggressive growth and in international. That's what I have done. And personally, and that's what I recommend that people do for 30 years. And I always take it with me. Just because you've got more options when it's out there on your own, you don't have to deal with your company's uh, HR department to get to your 401k. You don't have to deal with the administrator. You just go straight. It's just your account. You have your own account. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you've got more access, more flexibility, more choices, everything. And, um, that's what I would do with it. Uh, and if you're happy with your financial planner, other than her disagreement with me on this issue, um, I, I don't see any reason. But, yeah, I always take it with me. And, by the way, that will also outperform the TSP. The C plan is a strong, you know, it's basically an index fund. 
in the TSP, the S and the I, we recommend putting 10% e- in each and 80% in the uh, C. But that doesn't keep up with mutual funds. That's going to be less than the rate of return on a good mutual fund uh, or a series of good mutual funds. So always take it with you and always take your 401k with you and do the same thing when you leave. But it's a direct transfer rollover. There are no taxes. Uh, if you had a traditional TSP, you roll it to a traditional. If you had a Roth, you roll it to a Roth. And there should be no taxes. And the money's transferred directly from your old work to the new IRA with your financial planner. That's what I would do with it. That's what I would do with it. Samantha's with us in Tampa, Florida. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Uh, I'm an avid listener, but very Dave-ish, so go easy on me. Um, we, My husband is active duty Air Force. He's a pilot in the Air Force, and his commitment is up in uh, two years from this September. Uh, we just moved to t- the Tampa area, um, and we are under contract with a house um, with a new construction. Um, I am very concerned because I feel like uh, we were out of out of order of the baby steps. We do not have an emergency fund. Um, the house has been uh, delayed from July to August, now end of September. The interest rates have gone up, and um, I'm afraid. I don't know if we should try to back out of the contract and lose our 15000 earnest money or just go through with it and just work extremely hard, and hopefully Murphy doesn't move in. Well, you've invited him in. I know. Um, uh, I'm a registered nurse, but I don't, I'm not, we, we just moved here. I'm not working right now. We have four small kids. Our oldest is eight. Um, I'm just. Yeah. So the, the, the psalmist says the blessings of the Lord have no sorrow added to them. When I am doing something that has sorrow added to it, I have to assume it's not from God. Mm-hmm. Now, that's me as a Christian, and that's the way I look at stuff. And if I'm buying something that makes me cry, then that's something I shouldn't be buying, in other words. It, I mean, it's just stressful. And with, yeah. I didn't, like, the base had an 18-month wait list, yeah. and... I guess we were just—I don't know—afraid house. Got, you got house fever. Going up in price. You, you got house fever. That's what happened. You got—you got this. <laughs> and you got to buy a house, and um, then you went and bought a house, and then you looked down and went, "Oh crap!" And um, you have a now you—you—you you, know—you woke up and have a hangover. Mm-hmm. Buy, buyer's remorse, we call it. How long has your husband been in? Ten years. How long have you been married? Uh, about 10 years. You're tired, aren't you? I mean, I'm just, like the, I said, I'm, I'm just tired of not four little kids. the baby yes. Four little kids, you're a military you're tired, wife, yeah. and you're tired. The way you said, two years, September, like, you you know the date, right? You know it. <laughs> yeah. You're ready. Yeah. Buying this house, um, I don't understand the legalities like you do, Dave, but buying this house is not going to get you the security that you want it to give you for the last next two years. It's going to be a curse. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. So um, what I would do is, uh, did you do a bunch of customization to it? 
No, it was just buy as is. Okay, so it's um, have, have other houses in the neighborhood sold. Yes, and it appraised like fifty thousand over than what we okay. signed for it. So maybe they would like to let you go and give you your money back. Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk to them? Okay. Say you can make fifty thousand dollars more on this house and give me my money back, or I can close on it and resell mm-hmm. it, and I'll make the fifty thousand. But I'm willing to let you have it to just not close on it if you give me my money back. Okay. What do you want to bet they do that? I got 50,000 reasons they might do that. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, But now you're feeling guilty about doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I heard it. I was just as clear. It came right the, over the radio. Where's the guilt coming from? <laughs> what are you worried about? Well, because everybody's the, everybody's excited about the house, but her. The kids well, are excited. I'm excited, but I'm scared. No, yeah, you should be. You should be. What's yeah. uh, what, what? What is the house payment going to be? Like thirty-two hundred a month. And what is your take-home pay? Uh, my husband about eighty eight hundred a month. Yeah, this is too much house. Yeah, and you know it, and you're you're just standing up and saying, you know, there's the little kid part of me on the cereal aisle that's throwing a fit and wants Fruit Loops. Uh, I love Fruit Loops. Me too. Oh man, bought a house, John. This is not about mm-hmm. you, and uh. <laughs> bought a house and now the grown-up samantha's having to deal with that kid's decisions mm, i make a lot of kid decisions <laughs> but you're having to deal with them with the grown-up yeah. mom of four now has to look at this and go oh crap this doesn't feel right and samantha you know why it doesn't feel right it's because it's not right yeah a thirty two hundred dollar house payment on an eight thousand dollar income is not a blessing you can feel it in your gut I would, you and your husband, go over, sit down, talk to the builder in person, and say, we can close, we will close and keep our word, but if you would like to refund us our deposit, we'll let you go make the extra 50000 that this house is appraised for, because we really don't want it, it's too much house, and we're scared, and talk him into letting you out of the deal and giving you your money back. I'll bet you they do. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com slash show. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from The Ramsey Network, like Ramsey Everyday Millionaires. Ordinary people built extraordinary wealth, and you can too. On Everyday Millionaires, you'll learn how millionaires live on less than they make, avoid debt, invest, and are disciplined and responsible. Listen to Everyday Millionaires wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.